0: I am here with Elizabeth Pekin. She is the owner and president, one of the owners and president of Momentum Funding. And we are here today to, she has an incredible voice that needs to be heard by many, many people. And I am here to ask her questions that are exclusive to Beyond the Bar. This is very important, especially for women lawyers reaching out and hearing this, because I am specifically going to talk about your legal career and your entire career within Momentum Funding and so forth. Hi, how are you, Elizabeth? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Happy Tuesday. It's beautiful. We're here in Tampa, Florida, Clearwater, Florida. Thank you, Elizabeth. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Caitlin. Um, Well, I've talked a little bit before in my podcast about starting out as a young lawyer in downtown Chicago. I was the only woman in the Industrial Commission, and I will not tell you how long ago it was because it was quite a long time ago. And I was negotiating mostly with men and learned very early on in my career how to work together as a team instead of it being like a male female issue to negotiate cases and really work for the best interest of a client Um, so i started out in downtown chicago i practiced workers compensation law and back then there was no such thing as plaintiff funding which is the business that we're in now and we were reached out every day by all of our clients can you please help me they would Call me crying. They're, you know, working. They were fired from their job. They were fired from their job. They were, you know, desperate to get assistance. And I would spend part of my day every single day making sure that these people were taken care of. So I was calling their landlord. I was calling, while I'm trying to practice law, I'm sitting there trying to help these clients with a lifeline with some money and ethically lawyers were barred from giving clients money and this is before plaintiff funding was even an idea and so when approached a few years later about the concept of funding plaintiff funding I jumped on that immediately with the idea that if somebody had given my client a lifeline I would have been so happy to have that and as an attorney you're always in business. Nobody teaches us, a big thing that we talk about is no one really teaches us in law school how to run a business, yet you're forced into this role of having to produce and get business, and even as a young lawyer in downtown Chicago at 26 years old, I was being incentivized to bring in business, and no one had taught me how to do that, so that combined with, um, you know, being an attorney and, and having to sell for that, when we were approached and with the concept of plaintiff funding and the idea of being able to start a business, I was excited about the opportunity and really then moved from being an attorney into business, starting the company Oasis Financial 18 years ago, growing that into a large business, and then sitting out on a non-compete and starting Momentum seven six and a half years ago. That's incredible! That's incredible. So that's a capsule of of how, it got, how I got started in the industry. So given, given your career, it's been incredible with, with funding and the funding company, so, so forth, you were with Oasis, and then now you started Momentum. What would you say is the biggest difference between the two, and what do you think makes Momentum different and sets us aside? Well, I think what was fun for us in business, and I encourage any lawyers or anyone out there who wants to start a company, to do this, we were given 15 months of a non-compete to sit and think about everything we did in the past and how we wanted to change the industry or take what we learned and what we liked about our former business and then convert it into a new business. So the first thing I would say is we were different because we were given the time to not only sit and think which a lot of people are so busy doing doing and they never really have time to sit and strategize and slow down and think if we could do this business but make some changes to it do it differently how would we change and that's really where all of the ideas came in for momentum because we would sit and strategize my business partner Alyssa Moss and I would sit and really spend time if we could do it all over again make it even better what would we do. And that's really how we came up with a business-to-business model, where we were going to only market and talk to plaintiff attorneys and target the audience, right? It's about really working with people you know and trust, building the trust, building your business with people you want to work with. And we tailored the entire business model for Momentum on ab to B2B, business-to-business concept and then spent a lot of time having fun with the marketing and the creative and everything that we needed to make us really stand out in an industry that has a lot of competition. It didn't at the beginning, but it really does now. And what I think is exciting is we can take what we learned as business owners and entrepreneurs and really help law firms. What I'm finding now in the industry is that the business of practicing law has become so challenging and that attorneys would just wanna be lawyers. Yet they're forced into a situation where they can't just practice law. They have to run a business. And that's a challenge. And that's something I love to talk about and help people with. And piggybacking off of that, that was incredible. Piggybacking off of that work-life balance, discussing that work-life balance, how would you... I mean, you are a mom, you are a fiance, you are a business owner. I mean, you are running around, you're my mentor, you're like my mom. You're. I mean, you're doing a million things all the time. What are you doing? What would you like to give the platform of what you're doing to help out that work-life right. balance? Because clearly you figured it out. Well, during, it's funny that you say that, and thank you for all these nice things you're saying. But I think during the pandemic, also, just like when we sat out on the non-compete, The pandemic timeframe, the two months of sitting home and thinking, gave me time to realize that I actually wasn't so good at it. I was writing a book about how to do it all, how to multitask as a mother and a business owner, and what I realized is I didn't have that piece figured out. And the time that we were sitting home really gave me time to think about all of the multitasking and the strategies that I was giving to other working parents about how to do it all. And what I concluded is that it's impossible. And so I'm here to tell you <laughs> that I'm a failure at the balance piece. It is not easy. But I think what I've learned through all of it is that it is okay to not have that figured out. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be imperfect. There's some days I'm a great businesswoman and not as there for my you know teenage kids. There's other days that I'm feeling like I'm the mom and getting trampled on and not doing a great job at work because I'm, you know, very committed to the kit. So it's a balancing act and it's juggling and it's okay to be not okay. And that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely something that I've learned. Um, I saw one of those memes on Facebook or social media about not feeling the pressure during the time we were all home to do everything and create, write a book at the time. You know, they said it's okay to just do nothing. It's okay that your body and your mind are telling you you need a break. And so I think being able to carve time out, get rid of your phone. I think that would be my biggest um, advice for anybody who's trying to balance work and home life. Set boundaries. When you come home at night, don't check your email. Have a, have a um, hard stop at the time that you want to shut it off. That's another that a pointer. That was great. So going forward, positivity. You were one of the most positive people I know. And so that, I think, ties into your work-life balance. What would you say is your drive every day to turn sometimes negative situations positive? And what drives you? And give an example of that, if oh, you can. Oh, you're really you're, you're getting in there. Okay. <laughs> we're getting the give real Elizabeth example. Pekin. I love it. If you've been to my Momentum office in Boca, you will see phrases all over the walls. And actually, I think we have them in the Tampa office as well that say, make it happen. And that really came from the positivity and the way that I, I run a business, the way I run my life in the idea that if you really want something badly enough, you just need to make it happen. Some of the employees would come in and have ideas. Can we do this? Can we do this? And I would say yes. And I would say, you go make it happen. And what do you need from me in order to accomplish that? And if you run your life the same way that we talk about this in business, it's the glass half full. And some people, I've learned, I read a book about this recently, some people are just wired to think in a more negative way. But those people, too, can really, it's its a work in progress every day because everybody has problems. Everybody wakes up and just, has a list of things that aren't going to go their way and it's how do you turn that around to really focus and I think one of the things is being present. If you're thinking someone said if you worry, you're anxious if you're dep- or if you're worrying, you're anxious. if you're worrying about what's happening in the future. If you're depressed, you're living in the past and when you're at peace, you're in the present. and I try to live every single day in the present in the moment and that really helps with positivity. So an example, I don't know if I answered that question would be just, you know, waking, like I said, just waking up and you just, you're not in the mood to go to work. You're just, everything feels, this has been difficult, right? We're all in a pandemic and I'm working in my pajamas every day. And it's, you know, I think turning that around for me was making a goal to work out every single day, take a walk, I bought a bike, do something physical in the morning So that when you wake up and your mindset is a little more negative, it changes that whole day around. And that was something that I did to really help have a positive day. I love that. I I love that. I actually have a um, positivity uh, that I want to bring up to your attention. When when you had told me, I had a a, a hacker. We all have those, email hacker. And it blasted out to all my accounts. And I was like, oh my goodness, all my accounts have this, Elizabeth. I'm going to lose all of my business. And she goes... Think of it as another touch, and I just all of all of my anxiety and stress automatically calmed down, and I was like, "That's the positivity because negativity crumbles empires and positivity builds them." And it's work. I mean, it is. It's a lot of work. No, (laughs) I caffeine helps. Caffeine is definitely something that helps. So, give me a little bit of an idea of what your what your book is about that you've been you know writing about, and just a good little summary of what what you've been writing. Sure. About. Well, it's called Make It Happen, and it's uh, how to juggle being a mom and working and entrepreneur and traveling. And we I also spent some time interviewing. Every time I would be on an airplane, which was every single week for the past five years, I, I've been on an airplane practically or in a car driving somewhere. I interviewed you know, flight attendants. I interviewed people in airports that I would meet. My sister is a chief marketing officer of a big um, comp- Fortune 500 company. I talked to her. She was traveling a lot, moved back and forth, lived in Chicago and would go back and forth to LA. I was going back and forth to our parent company in New York and um, compiled a lot of lists and a lot of fun tidbits. And that's what the book is about. It's about how to do it all. And then there's little hacks, right? Ideas of what do you do when you get to a hotel room to feel like it's home. You know, and it, it includes everything from a yoga app on your phone to a mind-body app, which connects you to workout places anywhere you're going to be. It's all kinds of advice for anyone who's on the road. And then coming home and how do you then become Mom, when you walk in the door, what are the little things that you can do? And some of that's as easy as Sunday nights, make three dinners, freeze one and have two in there and make enough food so that everybody has leftovers um, for the week. So those are just some examples. So it's basically explaining life of a go-getter. You could say that. <laughs> explain your life of a go-getter. I know you've talked about a lot of it, but what would you explain as a go-getter what your routine would be or how you should how you should have a routine. Well, I think part of it is not letting your day get the best of you. I'm not always good at this either, but the idea would be blocking time, and that's something that I'm working on right now, getting into business rhythms. I know when I'm in a law firm and I'm meeting with attorneys and they're telling me their challenges, a lot of the challenges have to do with running their business and then segmenting into being an attorney and meeting with clients and how they spend their day. Email will be the, the enemy of any go-getter. Email will ruin your day. And how do you compartmentalize and block time? And so I think one of the things that I find is I today, for example, I had such an efficient day, and that's not every day, but today we had a great day. You and Absolutely. I, I mean, we sat at lunch multitasking, <laughs> and we got more done in one lunch <laughs> than probably I would have done in an entire day. But it was also a matter of putting my phone you away. Know, away from looking at the text and really being present when you're there and trying to get done what you need in that moment. And that's difficult to do when, you're being, um, cu- when people are coming at you from every direction. I, I do want to ask you a question, and this is kind of a little bit off of the script and, and the means of that, but you were so attentive to everyone, like you were so present to your employees and what would you say helps you with being so present and why you think it's so important to be present and be there for your employees um I mean I try it's definitely the larger we get the harder it gets I would say to be there for everybody but I think one of the things I've always done when I interview is I think about the person and Is that somebody that you'd want to have lunch with? Is that somebody you want to be part of your family? If you think about work, you spend more time at work than you do at home with your family. So the people you surround yourself with are a reflection of who you are. And if you hire well and you train well and you really get to know the people who work with you, you're going to be in a much better place than if you don't know. So I make it a point of every day reaching out to at least one of the employees and asking them what's going on in their life. And I think that really helps when you know, sometimes I joke and think to myself, how did I get myself into this one again? But you know when someone's not producing and you talk to them and you find out that they're dealing with, like, for example, one of our employees... Just lost a relative from this COVID 19. And I didn't know that. And I knew something wasn't right. And when I probed more, I found out that, you know, there had been this loss. Another employee this week lost her dog and had to put her dog down. And I knew, you know, so again, like knowing what's going on in their life, being there, but you can't be too much there, right? Because you're still trying to run a company. But having a little empathy goes a long way. It does. It does, and you, you definitely have it. Um, let's end on motivation, because I, I love to talk about motivation. You always motivate me. So motivation and how to self-motivate and how to motivate a team. What are, what are some well, of those? Why don't I turn this around and ask you, because you work with me for me, what have I done maybe to motivate you that I may not even realize Or somebody else, Alyssa, or somebody else who works with us, and how has that impacted you? Definitely. That's a great question. Um, I would say what motivates me the most is having a boss like you, and and period, like it, it like, ends at that because that's the motivation every She's day. She's definitely keeping her job. <laughs> I'm <laughs> keeping my job. No, but I mean that in the, in the sense of, like, you – and I said this with Larry, um, you know, on our Facebook Live, that it's all about your team, right? He The team wants to work for Larry because he's so great to them. So you're so great to me, and it makes me want to do greatness for you. Obviously, the motivation comes – That's just talking about momentum. But there's a motivation to that burning desire to always try to be the best that you can possibly be every day waking up with that innate motivation. And motivation is very subjective. So motivation, you might wake up one day and say, oh my God, I'm so motivated. And then tomorrow you're gonna say, wait a minute, Where did that motivation go? The motivation will come and go. It's that innate passion, that burning fire of determination. Well, I think part of it is you have to believe in what it is you're doing. You can't be in sales and not be – Absolutely. You care about – I mean, Caitlin, just so you all know, cried today (laughs) when we talked about helping a plaintiff, and tears were coming down her eyes, and that's what I look for. If you believe in what we do in the mission, which is helping people every single day get food on their table – get to their doctor's appointments, helping them with their copays, their deductibles, putting them in. When you believe, if you're a trial attorney and you don't believe in your client and you have to go to trial, you're not gonna win a jury over. You have to really truly believe and then if you believe this, you will actually make it happen. And that's, so, for me, find and, and motivating each individual is so different when you're running a team. One person might be motivated by money Another person might like the pat on the back and the shout out and the accolades. Another person could be motivated just by, you know, the lists coming out every week and seeing that they're on the top of the list or by the fact that you notice them at all. You know, so it just depends on the person. And I think once you know your team and you get to know the individual, you figure out what it is that makes them tick. And then you work with that. With each person's going to be different. That's a great point. And and it's it's the same way with you and Alyssa. Alyssa motivates me differently, and I love it. Alyssa will tell me, um, "You're doing this wrong, and you need to fix it." And I say, "You know what? You're right, and I do need to fix it. And oh my God, I got to get on it right now." But that motivates me in that way. But. Other people might be like, oh, my God, and go into a you know little hole if, if somebody says that rather than just right. so getting having motivated skin, and doing it. Thick skin. And that's to, you yeah. know, listen, if you're going to grow, I think everything in business and when you're working in sales or you're working in law, whatever you're doing, it's about growth. And Absolutely. we all have to grow as people, mm-hmm. and you spend more time at work again than you do at <laughs> home, so you've got to feel good about what you're doing, feel passionate, and then continue to change, continue to grow. And continue. And I'm constantly, like I listened to a webinar this week by a famous TED Talk woman who spoke to trial lawyers about positivity. And body language. Everything cool. about power posing mm-hmm. and body language. And she was so powerful and inspired me. And I think I'm continuing to learn and grow. I want my team to do the same thing absolutely let's grow together let's grow together beyond the bar everyone beyond the bar we're going to keep coming to you with all (laughs) different venues we have a really some exciting surprise guests coming up as well very exciting stay Stay tuned. tuned